following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You can not only learn from your mistakes, you can celebrate them. They define who you are and serve as a learning tool to become your most beautiful self ever. Welcome to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting with your host, Jim Stacy. Jim is the author of 11 books and is here to help you experience the power of the divine deep within yourself. It's inside you. You just have to know where and how to look for it. Now, here is Jim Stacy. And thank you for joining me again today. I appreciate your listening. Today we're going to be talking about finding light in our dark places. But before we get there, I have to remind you of the places that you can find me. And I would love to hear from you. Send your comments, your thoughts, arguments if you like. That's fine. But my website, first of all, www.thedivineiswithinus.com. And on that, you'll find all the books that I've written and more information about all the things that I'm talking about here on the show. On Facebook, The Divine Is Within Us. And email, thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. I really want to hear from you. Thanks for all of you who have contacted me, and I appreciate your thoughts. And I'm delighted to know that I'm being of help to so many on this spiritual quest of who we are, how to know who we are, how to dance in our imperfections, how to celebrate our mistakes, how to know personally and absolutely without a doubt connection with the beauty and power and peace and the bliss of the divine within you. It's true. Today, the human shadow again. I've spoken about that a few times. But today I just want to say to you again that the human shadow is such a huge subject. And all I say today is just a little bit. And what we said last week, the same thing. But there's more to come. And I just encourage you to jump into it, learn all you can, and contact me if you want to know more places to read about this and to learn more. I'd be glad to share it with you. Okay, finding light in our dark places. So often, life is, for me at least, much like one of those thousand-piece jigsaw puzzles that we see piled up before us on the table awaiting our assembly of it. You know, it's, it's funny because every Christmas at my daughter's house and all the grandkids, um, we, we just have the greatest time putting puzzles together. And we actually every year have that 1,000-piece pile of uh, parts to, to put together. And we have a great time celebrating as we complete together that beautiful image. And so often the, one of the grandkids will hide one of the pieces, you know, and they'll wait until the very end. And we're all looking for the piece. And ta-da, here's a piece. They pull it out of their pocket. And we all laugh. And I think that's in some ways a picture of our own selves. And all the pieces that we put together, sometimes there are pieces that are missing or sometimes there are pieces we don't want to own or we don't want to put in the puzzle. Well, that, pu- that piece just can't be me, but yes, it is. So we put it together and with all those who love us and as we love ourselves, 
every piece fits and we can claim every piece and we can know the beauty of every piece of our own shadow, our own puzzle. But on that puzzle box, we see the spectacular image that we know if we just persevere and work and work and fit it together, that sooner or later, all the pieces will fit. That pile of parts without the image, shall we say, is much like a newborn baby. What will that pile of parts become? What will all the pieces of that baby become as it grows up? Or if we see our own self as that pile of parts, we can ask, what will I yet become? I think it's one of the most beautiful questions we can ever ask ourselves. What can I yet become? What is the beauty that has not been seen yet? We all have that. And that's one of the reasons I do this show. You know, beyond the smallness of religion and all the guilt and shame, who are you? The beauty of you must not be hidden any longer. You can find it. And I'm here to support that. We, we know that there's more to us. And when we ask that question, what will I yet become? We know the potential. It begins to grip us with imagination. And we can do it every day and become all that we are here to be. Except in the analogy of the puzzle, of course, the image is up to you to create. There is no final picture to look at and to match. It's you. There's no picture that you have to live up to. You create the picture. You create the picture by choosing. And what if we didn't know what that completed image would be? What if we planned this lifetime together with the divine before we came here this time? You say, Jim Stacy, are you talking about reincarnation? Yes. Yes, I am. And all the studies that I have done from the ancient uh, Eastern uh, uh, spiritual paths, yes, the most ancient of all, know for sure. They know for sure. It's not just a religious belief. We have been here before, and we will come back again if we need to. But what if we, or all that we need to do is just remember? What if putting our puzzle together is a lifetime task of finding out what pieces we chose for our puzzle and how they're going to fit together? What a journey. Do you want to remember? You can, and you will. Just by wanting to, we can remember. Who are you today, or who you are today, rather, is not the final you. You are much more beautiful than that. And we need to remember that every piece of the puzzle is a choice. What parts of ourself are disconnected, awaiting our remembering of why we came to the planet? Why are we here on this ball of earth floating through space? Why did we come here? Do we ever think about that? How did we get here? Have we been here before? Have we been somewhere else in the universe? The biggest picture possible is the picture that I want to see. And here we are. And yet, as we look at ourselves, what have we not yet remembered? Where do we begin? What pieces have we tried to make fit only to realize that there is a different way to be? There's a different way to fit our pieces together. What pieces might somebody else have thrown into the puzzle to uh, mix things up? What voices have said, no, you need to be this, you should be that? No, you get to choose. 
to create our most beautiful image. We will do it ourselves along with those who love us. Some people begin the puzzle assembly by, oh, you know, putting the border together, fitting all the edge pieces together. Certainly can be a, a sensible way to begin. But in life, we must be sure that we have not created a border that is too small or the border that someone else told us is the right one for us. Others like to put all the pieces of one image or one color together and then join those images later. Of course, it helps to have the final picture there on the box as a guide for our task. But what if there is no image, you may ask? No image, that is, of what your puzzle will look like. And right there is the beauty in assembling our own lives. Yes, there is a final image, and we don't remember what all we chose before we came here, and that's part of the plan, part of the fun. But perhaps that image has been blurred or partially lost in the events and the emotions of living this life so far. Perhaps others have inserted pieces, as I said, into our pile in hopes to influence us or control us. But what happens when our inner self, our highest self, knows that a certain piece just doesn't fit and we need to reject it? Do we have the courage to say, Mom, Dad, no, that piece is not part of my puzzle? Or do we force it in? Or do we fake it? Or do we throw it out? So many voices around us, and especially the voice of religion, always wants to contribute to or tell us how to put our puzzle together. And that's why the name of this show is Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. We've all faced this issue. And maybe I've mentioned before, but it's true that in the hospice centers around the country, in the places where people are dying, when they express their life's greatest wish that they had uh, had done instead of what they did, the issue that comes forth every time, or so often rather, is that people say, I wish I had lived the life that I wanted rather than the life that other people chose for me. And as they're about to die and close their eyes for the last time on this trip around, how sad, how sad to think I could have been different, I could have lived different, I could have done it my way. <laughs> I love Frank Sinatra's song, I did it my way. And that's where the, the, the secret is. What will you do to make sure you do it your way? That's not being selfish. It's not being selfish at all. In fact, it's the opposite. You, by choosing your way, are going to create the most beautiful gift to give to this planet, to give to this earth, to give to all the people you know. You do that work. Get all the help and support that, that uh, you can. And together we can do it. But make sure you choose. And never, ever give in to the guilty thought of, oh, it's, it's too selfish. No, it's not. But what if there's no image to look at? Well, then we create it, and that's the beauty of being human. And there is that final image for this lifetime, if we learn to remember. We learn to remember by choosing for ourselves, and then choosing again, and choosing again, until the pieces that we know and have and, and see how they're designed to fit together, how we've chosen to put them together, we, we keep remembering and choosing 
as we put our puzzle together. We get to remember who we are and why we're here. We get to live in those questions and answer them for ourselves. Only you can create the most beautiful you. No one else can do that. As you choose and paint your own picture or create your own pieces of the puzzle that is you, we need to remember who we are. One of my favorite songs, <laughs> my sweetheart Marie and I love to listen to this song. It's called Remembering and Forgetting. I'm going to share some of the words with you. I don't know the artist because it's not listed on the CD, but the CD name is Spirit of Love. And the words are this. Sometimes I feel the spirit. Sometimes I feel so sad. Sometimes I feel so beautiful. And other times I hurt so bad. Sometimes I feel that my dreams will come true. And other times I just want to let them die. <laughs> Remembering and forgetting. That's the game that we play. We drift so far and forget who we really are till we remember that love is the way to remember. And that love, my friends, is a love for yourself, a loving, loving yourself enough that you are going to put your puzzle together. You are going to claim who you are. You are going to know who you are. Remember, Yeshua said so. The, the religion of Christianity wants to hide us, our, our true beauty and value behind some sin issue. But that's not the way it is. He said, you are the divine in human form. Jesus must be liberated from the religion of Christianity. And I'll do all my part to help do that for you and for myself. So we must remember, and love is the way. Right now it's time for a break. I'll catch up with you in a couple minutes. is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus Was Not a Christian, available right now on Amazon.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to the Divine Is Within Us at gmail.com. 
Again, that's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. We're talking about remembering and forgetting. And as I said, I just love the words of that song. It is in remembering who we are that we find the most beautiful part of life. So in putting our puzzle together, let's go back to that analogy. We have pieces of light and we have pieces of dark and pieces of both, as well as pieces of many colors, both bright and dim. And you know, it takes all of those to make the most beautiful image possible. We need all of them for the most fulfilling results inside of us as well as on that puzzle. Is there ever an unattractive piece to a puzzle? Well, of course. You look at the pile and you sort through them and you, what in the world could this piece possibly be? doesn't make any sense until it's connected to all of the other pieces. So when we put every piece in its appointed place, not only does it add beauty, but it complements and it completes the whole picture. The same is true of you and your mistakes and your faults. The same is true of your shadow self. Now I know the shadow is the part we talked about last week. The part of us that we want to hide, push away, not deal with, try to forget. And yet we must know, if if I can say this 10 times, I'd say it 10 times, but we need the beauty of our mistakes. We need the beauty of our faults and the lessons and insights we gain from them. We need the beauty of our shadow to put all the pieces together and create the most beautiful self we can be. I hope you really believe that. Do not ever be afraid of your shadow self. Never ever say, that's not me, when it really is. Instead, step into it, say, you betcha that's me. And yeah, that's a mistake, that's, it's a side of me I don't care for. And yet, I'm working on changing it. And I'm owning the beauty of every part of me. Put those pieces into your puzzle. See how they blend. See how just owning them adds beauty to yourself. And it's true. Every time we hear somebody say, yes, that's true, instead of like so many, shall I say, politicians today, oh, no, I didn't say that, or I meant this, or you took it out of context, or on and on. But when somebody says, yes, you got me, that's part of me, and I'm working to change it. Do we respect that person? Oh, yes, we do. And the same will happen for you. People's respect grows for us when we admit and own. Not in shame. There's no thing. The first two shows I did, get overcoming guilt and shame. Go back and listen to those if you haven't heard them. But the same is true about our darker pieces that we call our shadow self. They are necessary as the light pieces, just as, as, as important. Your shadow self and the insights you gain from having experienced them were proved to be, I promise you, as beautiful as any other part of yourself. The insights gained are what make them rich and important. Every dark piece is a gift. Every light piece is a gift too. As we own our dark pieces, as we talked about on the last show as well, we become more beautiful, we become more useful, we become more productive, 
and we learn to shine more brightly. As Plato said, we can easily forgive a child <clears throat> who's afraid of the dark. The real tragedy in life is when men are afraid of the light. And it's true that sometimes we are more afraid of the light, that is the possibilities, the magic, afraid of stepping into our own power, afraid of claiming our most beautiful self, or even sometimes admitting that we have it. <laughs> We're afraid sometimes of speaking our own truth with boldness, the refusal to be, any small, to be small any longer, the refusal to just fit in any longer, as so many people do, and as we've all done at times. Sometimes we fear that taking on of responsibility for all our mistakes and all of our successes, all of them, are important. To claim a success is not bragging, but we've been told that and put down by that and shamed by it. Oh, you're just being, you know, uh, self-centered here. You're, you're bragging you're, you know, and all that kind of nonsense. No, stand up and say to that very person or that voice, sorry, but you got that one wrong. I'm not afraid to own my beautiful parts. I'm not afraid to own my shadow parts either. How about you? How are you doing with that? And I'll tell you, they will either understand what you're saying or they'll just walk away. Sometimes we're afraid of the light and other times we'd rather avoid looking at our dark side and we push that away too. We pretend that it isn't real or we deny it altogether. What we fear will always return until we look it in the eyes and declare, why are you here? What is your purpose for being in my life? Why did I choose you as part of my shadow? Now there's an interesting question. What are you trying to teach me? And when those dark places respond, and believe me, they will, when we look at our dark element, whatever that issue might be, maybe a lie we've told, or maybe an attitude that isn't the best, we look it in the eye and say, ask, ask it all those questions. Our dark places will respond by revealing more light on our path and more help in putting our puzzle together. When we see why we behaved in a certain way, or why we believed a certain thing, or acted in a certain way, and the gift that there is in not just seeing it, but changing it, the lesson learned, the insight gained, I promise you they will become our friends. The shadow is something we no longer need to fear. I remember years ago as a kid, and I hate to admit this, but uh, it sort of dates me a bit. But anyway, back on the old radio on the farm, there used to be a show called The Shadow. And it was so funny how uh, sitting before that radio, the show came on, and it said something like, who knows what evil lurks behind the creaking door? And the answer, the shadow knows. <laughs> and I say, in our own process today, we can say that too. What gift lurks behind the creaking door? The shadow knows, and I'm going to find out. <laughs> and I'm going to transform that shadow. And I'm going to be my most beautiful self, no matter what. I choose to be that. Abraham Maslow said, one can choose to go back towards safety or forward towards growth. Growth must be chosen again and again. Fear must be overcome again and again. 
Yes, fear is part of the human shadow. Fear is our friend that will yield to our choices as we face it and choose to transform it. And we'll see more about that later in this show. We transform it by fitting into the whole puzzle and choosing to be our most beautiful self by including it, not discarding it or pretending it didn't happen or it just isn't true. To say, yes, I did that. Yes, that's part of me, but I'm replacing it are both the beginning uh, and the beauty of our transformation process. As you know, I love the Aramaic language, the language of Yeshua, uh, who, uh, as Jesus in the English, uh, taught the beauty of a spiritual path. He never taught religion at all. As I said earlier, he must be liberated from the religion that has falsely presented him. He said in the Aramaic, you can overcome your fear within by going deeper into it. Knowing ourself is the key. When he said the kingdom of heaven is within you, and actually in the Aramaic he said Malkuta de Shemaya, he really said, are you ready for this? He said the queendom of heaven is within you. I'll be having some shows later explaining what that means. But he added something in that phrase that the church completely left out. He said right after that, what you bring forth from within you will save you. What you do not bring forth from within will harm you. And you've heard me say that before. Let's look at that deeper again. You are not a pile of parts unless you refuse to put them together by claiming and owning each piece and honoring yourself by creating the unique self that you are. We need you. We need you. The planet needs you. An image that cannot... (laughs) Can it be? We can't do without it. And the whole planet needs to see and learn and celebrate you and who you are. The Aramaic is so much like one of those puzzles as it lays on the table, and, but it, when it's assembled, that's the Aramaic, the whole thing, the whole image rather than a pile of parts. You know, the Greek, the Latin, and the English are the masculine languages from blind men that are convinced that you can only understand the image by taking it all apart and dissecting it. The Eastern Aramaic language is unique for its transpersonal psychology that brings it all together to help us understand the whole rather than the parts that the Western language emphasizes. No one can see the whole image by staring at a pile of parts. Dividing and separating are the ways of the masculine. But unity and wholeness is the preference of the feminine energies of the Aramaic for us to see our whole picture of our most beautiful self and celebrate that. It seeks to reveal our nafsha, which is an Aramaic word, which is the whole self, rather than taking all the parts like the Greek, Latin, and English do. Too much analysis is just pigeonholing, separating, analyzing, uh, seeing good and bad, uh, seeing light and dark, etc. And blaming then, of course, some pieces for not quite being good enough. That can only end up in the dichotomy of guilt and shame. But that is dogma and theology from religion, and that we do not need. Rather, let's include all of our parts. Body, mind, soul, spirit, emotions, our thoughts, our energies, our feelings, our intelligence, our mistakes, our successes, our failures, our celebrations, our tears, and so much more. Only then, by owning every part, and seeing its place in the whole, can we incorporate them into an image of beauty instead of that pile of parts? The feminine way is the way of celebrating wholeness. Men, 
we need to embrace our own feminine sides. We need to do that, and I'll be having more, uh, talking more about that in the future. But the, the strongest man is the man who's not afraid of his feminine side. We did look at that, not the parts that, that uh, tend to be condemned. When we see all of ourselves and love each element for the gifts they bring to the whole picture, then we can begin to live in the energy of wholeness instead of the frustrations of smallness and separation. For many people, it happened somewhere in early childhood that the discomforts and the pain of being alive became too difficult to bear. The trauma of severe discipline, emotional scarring, messages that we were bad, not good enough, not worth having around, all cause physical, emotional, and spiritual selves to withdraw in the face of what discounts our worth. In that situation, parts of ourselves can begin to die. We stop expecting what we need deep inside to validate our worth and shut down parts of our being. At times, we need a good therapist to help us sort things out, and I recommend that you find a good therapist if that's what you need. We Sometimes we just can't figure it all out by ourselves. But we can do this work. We can celebrate our shadow. We can be our most beautiful self. That's what I want to share with you time and time again. Right now, time for another break. I'll catch up with you on the other side of three minutes. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus Was Not a Christian, available right now on Amazon.com. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Be Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Again, that's thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. Okay, we're traveling down the path of exploring our shadow, of welcoming the shadow, and celebrating all that it has for us. 
sometimes I get so carried away in my notes and my thoughts that I uh, kind of lose track of where I'm headed. And so I got a lot more information to share, perhaps, again, more than I'm going to get worked into this show. But I'll get as far as I can, and I promise you I'll continue in future shows. So be sure to send me your questions, your thoughts, if there's something that isn't clear. So in all of these energies of early childhood, we learn to avoid other people. We learn to avoid ideas, plans, and dreams. And right there, we begin sometimes to live in a kind of an illusion that denies who we truly are. We try to compensate for our losses in all kinds of ways. And whatever helps us forget, whatever helps us avoid more pain, But in the neurosis of focusing on what seems to help is eventually, is the eventual awakening to the failure of all things external. External things is what we use to distract us. And the next two weeks I'm going to be talking about the difference between internals and externals. Two shows on how to step into the internals and learn to step away from the externals that are only excuses. Certain things like loneliness and loss and disappointment, uh, failure, boredom, all those things are inevitable. But pain and suffering can be transcended. The old patterns can be transformed, and we're going to be looking at that in detail in a few minutes. The old patterns can be changed. The mind that holds no guilt is the mind that cannot suffer. So we get rid of guilt by owning our shadow. We get rid of guilt by saying, you got it. Yes, I did that, and if you knew about me, 100%, you'd know a lot more than perhaps you'd want to know, and we can laugh about that. So how do we break the old patterns? What is required not to just heal the wounds, but to reclaim all that we still know about what we can be and who we can be? The process of healing and transforming all the old trauma in our lives, I believe, is the most beautiful and empowering, delightful experience that we can ever have. We can discover how to embrace the old patterns and see the message that they hold for us. They want us to be healed as much as we want that. And the process of remembering and choosing and claiming and celebrating that person that we truly are and want to be in in all of those energies, the old fades away in the magic of learning and choosing our most beautiful self. Wayne Mueller said in his book called The um, Legacy of the Heart, I believe it is, you are a child of light, illuminating the darkness of your world. The world aches for you to bring your gift to the table, to offer your best and the healing of the earth for and her children. Your sorrows do not only break you down, they can also, if you are quiet and still, faithful and awake, can break you open. I love his book, Legacy of the Heart. If you haven't seen it, uh, you could, you, you'd love it too, I'm sure. Transformation doesn't happen without the beauty of the shadow and the experience of the death of external priorities that overshadow our internal consciousness. This experience compels us to reclaim the meaning of life and the inner, I call it the inner compass of divine connection. Our power, our in Internal personal power is not realized in the passion of anger over past wounds, but rather in the courage to be a contributor to this planet, a contributor of love and forgiveness and awakening to the 
the most beautiful thing we can do, in my opinion, in the service of others, loving each other, caring for each other, supporting each other, cheering each other on. All of these are what we can remember and learn how to do and to be. Remember that everything you see in the realm of your perceptions has the purpose of either keeping you a prisoner or setting you free. It's our choice. Owning our shadow self involves confronting and embracing and including what all everything that it holds for us and then taking us to a larger self-image. Such healing can happen whenever we feel life is as boring and loses its previously held meanings, when we doubt the choices we've lived by and watch our illusions uh, about ourselves fall apart. The energies such as fear, envy, victim energy, anger, failure, painful memories, all those things can overtake us at times. But we can overcome. We can change every one of them. And the goal of the shadow is to create, the old, I should say the goal of owning our shadow is to create our most beautiful self. Our puzzle, if you will. It's an ongoing process that requires our choice to become that image that we've always wanted to be but haven't yet stepped into the fullness of it. I wrote something uh, maybe four or five years ago about imagining a new pathway. And I just want to share it with you right now. I started by saying, drifting softly through my soul, awakening me from a long slumber, penetrating my inner shadow, revealing the magnificence of my being, opening the doors to divine connection, lavishing upon me a quality of inner peace that I have not known before. Sacred wisdom floods my inner landscape with a love more real than my understanding can encompass. It is this ancient wisdom, the feminine face of the divine, that arises within me like a long-awaited summer sun after a very dark winter. End of quote. I wrote that back in 2011 after experiencing some of this, and I've continued to learn and grow. And I can say today, yes, experiencing that divine connection within, the beauty and power of a balance between the masculine and the feminine, I can find, you can find, we will find a deeper and lasting peace and bliss and purpose inside of ourselves. Wayne Mueller also wrote, You are not broken. Childhood suffering is not a mortal wound, and it did not irrevocably shape your destiny. You need not remove, destroy, or tear anything out of yourself in order to build something new. Your challenge is not to keep trying to repair what was damaged. Your practice instead is to reawaken to what is already wise, strong, and whole within you to cultivate those qualities of the heart and spirit that are available to you in this very moment. Your life is not a problem to be solved, but a gift to be opened. And that's why I love Wayne Mueller's uh, writing in his book, Legacy of the Heart. He said another thing, and again, quote, Yet he said at the same time, I have also noted that adults who were hurt as children inevitably exhibit a particular or peculiar strength, a profound inner wisdom, 
a remarkable creativity and insight. Deep within them, he says, just beneath the wound, lies a profound spiritual vitality, a quiet knowing, a way of perceiving what is beautiful and right and true. Since the early experiences were so dark and painful, they have spent much time of their much of their lives rather in search of gentleness, love, peace they only have imagined in the privacy of their own hearts. Again, that's a quote from Wayne Mueller and his book, Legacy of the Heart. We have a few minutes left in this segment and then the final one today. So let's talk about calling forth light out of our shadow. Let's talk about finding dark in our, or light rather, in our dark places. The shadow. Yes, it's dark, but there is light there. It was Carl Jung who said, the shadow is pure gold. In other words, the treasure that we seek. So this key principle of calling forth light out of our shadow, this is the heart and soul of Yeshua's Aramaic language. It's the heart and soul of, of Yeshua's Jesus' spirituality and the path that he taught. There is nothing about religion in what Jesus ever said, nothing at all. And the church took a lot of things, twisted them, reinterpreted them, retranslated them, and they created dogma that, to bring shame, and then they created more dogma to take the shame away. They're dead wrong. Our shadow self is just light awaiting our calling it forth to replace all that has been hiding that light. So what needs to go? I encourage you to take paper and a pen and, and make a list. I'm going to offer a lot of suggestions here, and you write down the ones that are most important for you. Make your own personal list. What attitudes need to go? What mistakes in your past needs to be, need to be looked at and owned, learned from, and let go? What lies of the ego have we told? that we need to simply look at and say, why did I tell that lie? Why did I distort that? What was I, what was I needing there? What was I trying to get by not being honest? Make a list of that, and then make a list of what would happen if honesty were to prevail. How much guilt have you felt? Oh my, <laughs> how often we have all wrestled with guilt. What part of guilt needs to go? What Specific instances when we were made to feel guilty. What, what ones need to go? What ones do I need to look into and say, nope, that's not me anymore. Don't want that. I am not guilty. I'm not going to live in guilt and shame. Remember the first two shows of this series. You can go back and check that out anytime you'd like. But what pieces of, of life have shamed me? Who has shamed me? What else needs to go? How about smallness? In what ways have you been living too small? Did you get that? In what ways have you not been your most beautiful, your biggest self, your most powerful self, your strongest self? Stand up. Be tall. Be strong. Be large. Live large. Do not let smallness ever stay in your life. Make a list of where and how that's happened. Make a list of the pain that you've been through, pain that has come from your own choices, uh, pain that has come from other people, uh, pain that has come from 
Maybe we don't know quite where, but it just sort of happened. But pain and suffering, we'll be looking at that too in weeks to come. But make a list of all these. Right now, time for another break. We'll continue this list in just a minute. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus Was Not a Christian, available right now on Amazon.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to the divine is within us at gmail.com. Again, that's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. So there are so many things that we can look at in our lives, but again I want to stop right here in the midst of this list and say, yes, there's a lot of issues, a lot of what feels negative, but again, before you make your list any longer, remember all of these issues, all of these old parts are holding a hidden beauty for you. You can do it. So take another look at the failures of the past. Oh my, how many times have we failed? And yet, failure is not something negative at all. To me, failure means I tried. I don't care if I made it all the way to what I thought was going to be, but I tried and I learned. When I started my own business years ago, I failed many times, but with each failure, I learned something that helped me build a better business. And I was in business for many years, and I had a lot of very important contracts out there. And I was able to learn and keep growing and serving. And every failure turned into something that I could add to my repertoire and my skills. So, Take a, make a list of the failures. See what lies within them, but look for the beauty, not for the negative. What parts uh, of our life have been, shall we say, discord, things that are out of harmony, somewhere in the way of you know the puzzle pieces not fitting together? Make a list of those, and see what might be hold that what that might be holding for you. 
Take a look at any issues of conflict way back, parents, siblings, uh, friends in school, uh, any conflict that may be happening or has happened in your life, and ask for the gifts to show up there too. Oh my, now we have to look at another one. It's called victim issues. Well, we've all felt like victims so many times. We've been uh, purposely pushed into being a victim or feeling like a victim by so many voices, especially the voices of religion. Religion loves to create victims. In fact, if I might say, religion's greatest purpose is to create victims and then try to save them. And they get a lot of money in the process. But I'm telling you right now, it doesn't work. You, in any way that you've been a victim, you can overcome it. You don't have to have any dogma or any belief system to help you do it. You can do it. You are more powerful than any belief system ever. You are the one. And we are here together today to help each other, to share with each other. I've been there so many times. But today I can say I am not a victim. Not ever, not here, not there, not anywhere. And I will not ever be one again. I'll learn from every issue that comes along but I will not be a victim. So after you make your list, make another list if you can. Right beside each of the things you've just written down, write down what is it that must replace? What is it that I choose to replace all of these old energies? What positive thing do I see that I will choose to be? And I'll get help from my friends and those that love me, and I'll help them too. Maybe we'll create a community of, of uh, sharing and supporting one another. And maybe we'll call it the, the shadow group. I don't know. <laughs> but, but that might fit. Anyway, make a list. And make the list of how beautiful you want to be. I'm serious. Maybe make that the heading of the top of your list. How beautiful I am in process of becoming. Write down all the qualities of living the qualities inside yourself that you want to be and embody all the qualities that will counter and replace all the negatives and all the old things. And right there, my friends, when you see that list of what you choose to be, right there is the reason why the shadow showed up in the first place. It showed up so that one day you can make a new list. So one day you can say, not that anymore, I am going to be all of this. Here's a few. Maybe you want to write down, I want to be and live and embody the quality of love. And remember, that's what Yeshua said was the greatest commandment. Loving neighbors, and a neighbor is not just the one who lives next door, but the neighbor for him was anyone who has a need. And we all have needs. So, we learn to love each other and support each other in the needs. We need to look at that from not just loving neighbor, but he, he said, love your neighbor in the same way that you love yourself. Oh my goodness, there it is. Something religion has never taught is to love yourself. They're afraid of that. So I say to you, love yourself. Show the world who you are in humility and compassion, but it being proud in a really great way as well and being your most beautiful self and not afraid to share it. Maybe another quality you want to be is compassion. That's a, that's a great one. 
Compassion will never fail us. Compassion is what helps us to live together and support each other along the way. Maybe the quality of understanding or the quality of creativity, the quality of boldness, harmony, successes, inclusion. What do I not want to leave out any longer? What do I want to to include? The choices. What choices do I want to make that I've never made before? And and what, what ways do I want to learn? If we're afraid to make a change, our life will never change. Did you hear that? If we're afraid to make a change, then our life will never change. Nothing will go away until we choose to let it go. So take any of those issues that you've written down. Own that issue. Say, yes, that's been a part of me. Befriend it. Sit down with it as a friend. Say, okay, I need to talk to you. Why are you here? What do you want to teach me? Ask it for insights. What is your message, your gift, your purpose? Help me understand why you are here. And then choose a replacement from your second list. All these old things are going to be replaced by this, one by one, two by two, whatever. And then we transform it by choosing specific ways that we will practice this new quality. So we can say, okay, in this relationship, in this situation, I am choosing to let this old energy be replaced by this energy. And then we write down the details. So instead of arguing with somebody or hating them or pushing them away or whatever that might mean, we can say, I will include them by this, by doing this. I will choose to love them by being this way, by asking them this, by supporting them in this way, or whatever that might might be. You're smart enough to do your own list for yourself. We transform the old by choosing to replace it with the new. All the new qualities. When, where, and how are our choices to be? Then, to that part that the old part that you sat down with and was just been talking to, you say, "Okay, goodbye, thank you. I'm glad you were here." And then you welcome the new energy into your life each day, and you become what you've chosen. Then, as I've said before, get support from the ones you trust most in your life. Sit down with them. Tell them of your project of transformation, what you're working on. Do it together. Ask them to remind you and support you in the sheer delights of becoming this new person. My friend, your light is already shining more brightly. Just by seeing the hope, just by saying, maybe during this show sometime, you know what, Jim Stacy, I'm going to try that. I do want to be my most beautiful self. And I would say to you, I'm not just telling you stuff that comes out of my head. I have walked this path. I have practiced what I'm talking about. Otherwise, I promise you I would not be talking about it at all. I know what it is. I love it. I choose to be more too. Your light is already shining more brightly than ever. Your shadow is revealing its purpose. Now you can celebrate all of both the light and the shadow. And in all the years that I've been working on this, I also know there's more for Jim Stacy to learn. There's more for Jim Stacy to become. There's more shadow parts that show up. And I just need to be honest, practice my or practice what I preach, walk my talk. And I'm really doing that quite often. 
Well, I miss a few things here and there. And I have to remind myself, every time I do a show, I get a chance to repractice what I've been telling my audience. So, again, thank you for being with me today. Keep on keeping on. Keep letting your light shine. We'll have much more to come in the days ahead. And next week, we're going to talk about claiming the gifts in pain and suffering. I'll be in California next week with my sweetie Marie, and I'll be reaching you from there, and we'll talk again. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning into the program today. Please join Jim Stacy for another edition of Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This week, let the divine work for you and with you. You're bound to experience a new life.